I want you to notice in verse 5 of 1 Samuel chapter 28, it says, When Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said unto him, Behold, there is a woman which hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And we're not going to read the rest of the story right now, but you all know this story very well, where Saul goes and consults a witch to get information. Now, we read this story and we think, what would possess a guy to go to a witch for information? Why would you do something like that? You know, that just doesn't make sense, especially for a Christian. I mean, you all would be pretty weirded out if you saw me going into one of the I don't know if we even have any around here, fortune tellers or something, or one of these tarot card readers, and I, I just want to know what 2021 has in store for us. And so I'm going to go to one of these people, and I'm going to try to get some information from them. Or, you know, if when we have challenges, you know, like last year when we were, like, fi- trying to figure out what to do when all the craziness was going on, if I would have been going to a fortune teller to figure out what I'm supposed to do, you would all be like, what is wrong with you? Or if I would have gone to the government to figure out what we were supposed to do, you'd be like, what is wrong with you? And we see today the masses going to people that we all should know that you can't trust. And we see today that people seem like they are anxious and ready and willing to be deceived. They are, and the title of my message is Ripe for Deception, okay? And we use that term a lot of times, you know, ripe for the pickings and things like that. Whenever we go out souling, uh, every once in a while you'll come across those people that know a lot of Bible, but they don't know if they're saved, and they are just ready to hear. And we love coming across those people, you know, the, the low-hanging fruit, those that just, I mean, it takes almost nothing to get them saved. They want to know how to get saved. They want to know for sure they're going to heaven. They know some Bible. They already know the story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But nobody's just ever taken the time to show them and that it's a free gift. It's just from faith in Jesus Christ. And we love coming across those people. But, you know, it seems like a lot of them are getting fewer and farther between. While at the same time, we see just the masses today going to unthinkable places to get their information. And you got to ask, you know, why would somebody do that? We see in Titus chapter 3 in verse 3 it says for we also or for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish disobedient deceived serving divers lusts and pleasures living in malice and envy hateful and hating one another one of the things that he mentioned that they were at one time is deceived the apostle paul is an example of somebody who was just deceived we see the terrible things that paul did before he got saved and the bible says you know paul said i've you know I received forgiveness and mercy because I did these things ignorantly in unbelief. Paul was deceived. Paul was fooled. We see in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13, it says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So we know that deception, especially in the last days, it's going to get a lot worse. And, you know, we're, we talk about this stuff around here all the time. We know what it's like, but, I mean, how many in the last several months has just been watching the news, watching the world, and thinking, what is wrong with these people? 
How can people not see through all the foolishness? And I'm not even talking with just the COVID junk. How about when you're just watching what's going on in the religious world? When you see the Pope and the way people all just flock to the Pope and practically, I mean, flat out worship the Pope, you think, how can these people be deceived? How in the world do people fall for this? That they're just so anxious to just let the man's shadow fall on them or kiss his hand or something like that. You know, why is it that people are listening to the Joel Osteens and the Rick Warrens and all these clowns that are out there? What is it about people that just seems like they're almost anxious to be deceived? It's like they, it's almost like they want to be deceived. And the truth is, I do believe there's things that happen to us that get us in that situation where we are ready for deception where we are ripe for deception, where we are just, if we're not careful, if we uh, have certain things in our life, we don't have certain things in our life, we are going to find ourselves in a situation where just anybody can come along and deceive you. You can be one of the prey, and we've been warned over and over again in the Bible about being aware of wolves and false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing. Why they come to sheep's clothing? They're trying to deceive. And so here we have a story where the Apostle Paul is doing something that you and I would say, this is unthinkable. I would never go to a witch to find out what I need to do. And, you know, and I don't see a whole lot of people going to witches today, but, you know, I do see them going to witch doctors like Fauci or something like that. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. If you're going to people like him, I'm like, what's wrong with you? What are you thinking when you just see the way everyone just falls in line, no matter what they say, I'm telling you, we're to the point right now, if the government told people to wear tinfoil hats, they wear tinfoil hats. And they say that was the conspiracy nuts that do that, but no. You know, the new nuts are the ones wearing all the face shields and masks. And, I mean, so I, I keep getting these ads that I'll see on the, on the Internet that I'm like, these things are jokes, right? With the things that people are wearing now to protect themselves from COVID and stuff, it's like... Are, and in your look, it's like, this isn't parody. This is real. The first time I saw one of these ads where the kids were going to see Santa Claus behind the glass, I was just like, I thought it was a parody. I thought this is fake. And they're showing the kids stand there in front of the glass with Santa Claus behind them smiling. And then as soon as they get done, they show the lady go up to the glass and spraying the glass down and wiping it down because the kids are all touching the glass. And I'm just thinking, I thought it was Saturday Night Live. And we were at Bass Pro Shop. You know, you think Bass Pro Shop, the Sportsman's Paradise, Hunter's World, this is like a man's man store. And we went there a little before Christmas, and the kids are doing Santa Claus behind the glass thing there. We were all looking at it and laughing at it. And there was a big line of people waiting to do it. And I just want to stand there. It's like, what is wrong with you people? Are you going to put up with this? And listen, I, I that's fine. If you don't like Santa Claus, don't like Santa Claus. I don't really care for Santa Claus either. But you know what? I'm a traditionalist. Okay, if I take my kids to see Santa Claus or sitting on his lap and tell them what they want for Christmas, they're not standing in front of glass and looking at them behind glass. Alright, I, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended by that. And I just, I don't understand these things. But let's look at a few things and let's look at a few things about Saul that I think are a reminder of why people get to this point where just anything will deceive them. Just, I mean, anything where it's like they are just ready. It's like they're setting themselves up to be deceived. And so uh, let me turn back to 1 Samuel chapter 28. So the first thing, reason I believe that people are so easily deceived today is because of the fact they are not hearing from God. They're not hearing from God. That's what was wrong with Saul. It says in verse 6, 
And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. People aren't hearing from God today. And folks, right here is truth. God's word is truth. And if you're not getting a daily dose of truth, you're going to be deceived. I don't care how much Bible you know right now, you quit taking your spiritual vitamins, you're going to get you're going to be open to deception. You have to be reading your Bible. The people, the, listen, our world today, our culture, our country, they are not reading their Bibles. They're not hearing from God. They're not hearing a pastor get up in church and proclaim truth. They're not hearing these things. You want to know, you want to know one of the reasons so many people are probably going along with all this junk in the government is because there haven't been churches and pastors getting up behind the pulpit and calling out all the junk that's going on. Sometimes you need somebody to just get up and call out and you say, well, you know, I, I don't need you to tell me what's right, what's wrong. And, and you know what? You shouldn't need me to tell you everything. But isn't it nice to have some reinforcement sometimes? Because don't we, has anybody ever felt like maybe, you know, you ever feel like sometimes maybe we are the crazy ones. I mean, everybody's going along with this stuff. But isn't it nice when you can come to church and somebody else can get up and show you from the Bible exactly what you were thinking, exactly what you felt in your spirit, and you're not the only one saying it. There's a whole bunch of people here all saying the same thing. And the truth is, when people aren't hearing from the Word of God, they are in a very dangerous and vulnerable position. And people today, they're being fooled. And even people that are in churches, because the Word of God is not being preached there. I mean, you go to your average rock and roll, purple, light, skinny jean church today, you're lucky to hear one or two Bible verses, and it's not going to be from the King James Bible. And... And then you wonder why these people are all being deceived. It's like, how can these people be deceived by all these false prophets? How does anybody listen to a Joyce Meyer? How does anybody listen to women preachers? And I'm telling you, there's not a lot of Bible being preached in those churches. And there's a Baptist church in Dixon that has a woman pastor. A Baptist church, not in the city, okay, where we expect foolishness. Okay, In rural country, there's a female pastor and in a Baptist church. What in the world? How does that happen? And you know what? I promise you go to that church, you're not going to hear a lot of Bible. You're not going to hear truth uh, being proclaimed. And not even just hearing the Bible, but again, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher that there is. The Holy Spirit is what opens the Word of God up to us. It's what reveals things to us. It's what helps us understand. You know, you could listen to the best teacher in the world, get up and expound the scriptures. But without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get anything from it. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's got to be there. And what, what we have in a lot of these churches today is they have these services where they're driving the Holy Spirit out of the place. I don't believe the Holy Spirit is anywhere near these rock and roll churches. I don't believe the Spirit of God's there. When they've got all that central music, they got people dancing up there, dancing in a sensual way, dressed in an immodest fashion, and they're up there and they're calling that worship. I'm telling you, I think they're driving the Holy Spirit out of that place. The preachers, they get up there, you know, dressed like a bunch of hipsters and stuff, just getting up, talking about how much God loves everybody. He won't crack open the Scriptures. He's not going to do any thus saith the Lord. If there is any Bible used at all, he's going to read it off a teleprompter. The people are going to see it up on a screen. They don't even have Bibles in their lap. People in these churches, they don't even know how to find any book of the Bible. You tell them to turn to the book of Joel or Amos or something like that. They're not going to know where to, what to do. They're going to spend the rest of the service trying to find it. And, and the thing is, when you're not hearing the word of God, when you're not hearing from God, just be ready for deception. Just be ready. And that's why 
You need to make sure you stay in your Bible regularly. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And you know what? It's a sin to be deceived. It's a sin to be deceived. We constantly see in the Bible where it says, be not deceived. And I've preached on this before, but it is, I, I preached this a long time ago, the sin of deception. And it is your responsibility to make sure that you are not deceived. It is not wise for you to just come into a church, even like this one, and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to go along with whatever the pastor says. You have a responsibility to get the Bible, to make sure what's being said is true from the Scriptures. You have a responsibility to study yourself. You have a responsibility to get in touch with God and to have a relationship and a walk with God. You've got a responsibility to make sure you walk in the Spirit. You keep the Holy Spirit a part of your life. And if you'll do that, you know what? You're going to have truth on your side, and you're going to see through all this junk. But how much Bible do we think the average American is getting today? I mean, think about that. Even if they're going to church, okay? I mean, just go, you know, a lot of places are live streaming right now. Go to any of these churches that are just live streaming their services right now. See how much scripture is being used. And truth is, that's probably most of the scripture these people are getting on a weekly basis. And right there, I'm telling you, that's why we're seeing the world just go along with the Dr. Fauci's, I mean, Bill, the Bill Gates. I mean, they'll take some of the most evil people in the world and just put their life in their hands. How, how is that? They're not seeing truth. But those of us who stay in the Word of God, you know what? We are going to see through these things. And that's why we've got to make sure we hear from God. And if we don't hear from God, just because you go to this church doesn't mean you're going to hear from God every week. Because one of the reasons Saul, I believe, did not hear from God is Saul was not willing to repent. Saul was not willing to get right with God. Saul had a stubbornness problem. Saul had an obedience problem. And we're not going to go to all the scriptures where God dealt with those things. But Saul had a sin problem in his life. That's why God wasn't speaking to him. You know, Saul, he wanted God to speak to him just because Saul, it would be very convenient for Saul to know what to do when he's going to go to a battle. But the truth is, Saul wanted God just as a source of information for when he needed it. But God already told Saul what he needed to do. God already, and at this point, God was already, had already decided that he was done with Saul as king. And that's something we've got to take into consideration with this passage. God was already finished with Saul being king. He had already crossed the line there. But look what it says in verse 16 of First Samuel chapter 28. It says, Then said Samuel, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee and has become thine enemy? And the Lord hath done to him as he spake by me. For the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbor, even to David, because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executed his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. So in this story where Samuel comes, and let me just chase a rabbit right here. People get weird doctrines from this chapter right here. Okay, Saul did not get information because he went to a witch, okay? That what The reason Saul actually got something here is God was pretty much punishing Saul for going to a witch, and God sent a dead prophet to speak to him to pronounce doom, to tell him, tomorrow you're dead. 
Okay? So anybody that would use this as justification to go see a witch is an idiot. All right? Or anybody that would use this as justification to use a Ouija board or try to talk to the dead or something like that, okay, you are butchering the scriptures big time. Okay? Just remember, when Saul went to a witch, yes, a prophet ended up showing up and speaking to him, but it was to tell him he's going to die the next day. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. I think that's probably a good indication we shouldn't do that. But Saul, he was just never willing to repent. And the truth is, God had something for Saul to do, and Saul decided he didn't want to do it. He wasn't willing to submit to God's word. God had told him, this is what I want you to do. Saul didn't do it. Saul thought he knew better. And what you know what we have in our world today? We have a world, we have a country that is in rebellion against God. There's no doubt about that. We have a country that, for the most part, supports abortion. I mean, a big chunk of it supports gay marriage. I mean, most of our country is accepting full-blown abominations that everyone knows is against God's word. Hey, you go ask anybody, you're the average person out there in the streets today, is the Bible in favor of homosexuality? And they will say, no, it's not. But they will also say, who cares what the Bible says? It's an old book. It's ancient. It's outdated. And you know what? They refuse, they refuse to listen to it. They, and they're, they're literally in rebellion. And that's, that's wrong. God's not going to speak to these people. These people that have just decided we reject God's word, they've left themselves vulnerable to all the lies of the devil and to all of his ministers. And so I continue to expect them believing the Fauci's and the Bill Gates and the politicians and the Pelosi's and all these people like that. They're going to continue believing these people. So uh, look what it says in verse 8 of First Samuel 28. It says, And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me up whom I shall name unto thee. You know what's sad about this? is Saul, he was so desperate to get answers. Said so The reason he went to this, which he needed an answer now. That was his problem. He wanted an answer now. And you know why most people are so prone to deception today? It's because they refuse to have faith. You see, faith, most of the time, it requires some waiting. Did you know in reality, um, when it comes to your salvation, it requires waiting because while we have the Holy Spirit immediately, where's the physical proof of that? Hey, you know, you know when we're going to get the physical proof of our salvation? Not until the rapture. But the Bible talks about how we're waiting for it. And that, but we have a blessed hope. And so we know we're saved today, but we know that by the word of God. We know that by faith. We don't have the, you know, the full uh, you know, possession yet because we don't have the new body, but yet we have faith that we will. So we go on with confidence that we're saved and that we, we can say we know for sure that we're on our way to heaven. But for a lot of people today, that's not enough. They want immediate answers. I want to, you know, I want physical proof before me now. You know, I, if, you know, if you'll have Jesus show up and or do some kind of sign, then I'll believe, then I'll listen. That right there is the opposite of faith. They want to see it first. And they refused to have faith, and that was that was King Saul's problem. If Saul, if he would have just had faith, you know, if he'd have had faith, he'd have known he was in trouble because of the fact that it had already been pronounced on him. The kingdom was going to be taken from him. But the truth is, Saul 
I think he was wanting an opportunity to basically argue with the Lord and to plead his case again. He wasn't willing to submit to what God had already decided. He just wasn't willing to accept what God wanted in that situation. And that's where our world's at today. You know why our world is deceived by the false prophets out there, by the rock and roll churches? Because those preachers are telling the people what they want to hear. This is what I wanted to hear. This is what I wanted. I didn't want to come to church and, you know, hear the preacher talk about repenting of, you know, and getting sin out of my life. I wanted to hear somebody tell me how great I was. I wanted somebody to get up and affirm that my lifestyle is okay, that I don't need to change anything, that all my issues and all my problems aren't my fault. That's what most people want today when they're going into church and they, they're just looking for that immediate answers. They, and I think Saul was like that. He wanted to negotiate. But God wasn't willing to do that. Look what it says in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5 says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do the first works, or else I will come to thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. So this church here, it has a problem. God's called this church out for that problem. And it's telling them, you need to repent and go back and do the first works. You need to go back to where you went wrong is what you need to do. And then you can actually move forward. Then you can actually get things right. Well, the problem with King Saul, God gave him an opportunity to repent years ago when it came to the situation with Agag and Saul didn't repent. And you know what? He wasn't able to go back there. And that's the thing we've got to realize. There's some things that we just can't come back from. There's some things that you can't undo. There's, there's things that you can't repent of. You can be sorry for them, but you can't undo them. If you go and you murder somebody, you can repent of the fact that you did that, but can you unmurder somebody? No, you can't do that. It's too late at that point. And King Saul, here he is in a situation where he's under the judgment of God, but at the same time, He's looking for answers somewhere else because he wasn't, he, he had crossed the line. He wasn't able to go back and fix anything. And it'd be, it would be kind of like, you know, similar to, you know, and we've all been there before. How many has ever been out driving somewhere and you got lost and you were like, when you realized where you were, you were really far out of the way. Anybody ever been there before? Okay, now, the worst part about, I mean, just going the wrong way for a long time is the fact that you have to turn around and you have to do that process all over again. Is that not the worst feeling in the world? But if you're going to get to where you need to go, you have to do that. And I've, I've been in situations before where I like went an hour out of the way. And the thought of driving an hour back the other way, I'd already done it after a long trip. It just turned my stomach. But you know what? Would it have helped me to just be stubborn and just continue going wrong? I'm just going to make this work. No, you can't make it work, can you? If you're going the wrong way, you can't make it work. And you, and I know we try sometimes, especially when our wife's telling us, I told you not to go that way. You know, I told you, you know, we, you know, we've just got to prove her wrong. But the truth is, if you're going the wrong way, if you don't repent, if you don't reverse it, if you don't go back to where you were wrong, then you're going to be in trouble. And so a lot of times what we do, because we don't want to go that same way again, we try finding another way back to that point, and a lot of times we make it even worse then too. And I've done that before myself too. 
So the thing is, with uh, with many people today, the reason they're in the state that they're in, the reason they're deceived the way they are, is they are not willing to repent what God has spoken to them about them last. And it's going to be different for different people. You know, some people, they're never going to get anywhere in life because they're not willing to repent of shacking up with each other. They're not willing to repent of their drunkenness. They're not willing to repent of their fornications. And if you're not willing to repent of those things, then why is God going to continue speaking to you? And it's amazing how many people, they are attending churches today, uh, that literally living in sins that the Bible has said you should cast these people out of the church. And yet they're still there saying they want God to speak to them. But the truth is, why would God speak to you when you didn't do the last thing he told you to do? Do you think God's just going to be like, all right, I, I know I told you to quit shacking up with each other, but all right, if you're just bound and determined to disobey me, I guess I'll just forget about that and I'll teach you some other things to help you move forward. I'll let you move forward without fixing that. No, you got to fix that. And it's the same thing too. Maybe you've just got bitterness in your life. Maybe there's unforgiveness in your life. Maybe there's somebody that you need to get right. And that's why the Bible talks about going and making things right with your brother before you bring your gift to the altar. If God has spoken to you about getting something right in your life, you need to get that done before you're going to move forward. And I think there's a lot of people today that they are just kind of stuck in their Christian walk. They're not going anywhere. They're not moving forward. And you know why? It's because they need to repent and they need to go back and do some first works, whatever it was God told them to do. You need to get that taken care of and then you can move forward. But if, you, if you're just going to stay in that spot, you know what? If you're not learning any new things, if God's not continuing to teach you anything, it's only a matter of time and you're going to be deceived. If you need to go this way and you're just staying stagnant, if you don't move forward, eventually the devil's going to get you moving back this way. It's just a matter of time. And, and the truth is, I want God's, you know, I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be one of the ma- you know, people in the masses that gets fooled. I don't want that. I've been fooled before and I don't like it. I, I want to make sure I'm in the right. And so I want to make sure I'm hearing from God. We got to make sure we have faith. Another thing, too, we see reason a lot of people are being deceived and just ripe for deception is they're just holding out, hoping that they're going to hear something else that they like better. It's like they know what God wants them to do, but they don't like what God's telling them to do. So they're thinking, well, maybe he'll change his mind or maybe I'll hear something better. Now, turn over to 1 Kings chapter 22. I love this story here because it just reminds me of today in many situations. Because what we're seeing today, and this is super easy to do today. If you, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you are. Even if, if you are the village idiot of Rock Falls, you can find a community of village idiots online. You can find a Facebook group. I don't care how whacked out your beliefs are, how weird you are. I mean, you, you come up... I, I challenge you to try to make up a weird hobby, and there's already a Facebook group of people out there that, that that all do that. And you can find your community out there somewhere. And so what what's happening today is you've got people, you know, thanks to social media and being able to connect, they are like isolating themselves from normal people, and they are only ever around, and just they live their life in an echo chamber. And then they become... They become crazy. 
We see that in the religious world too, where some people, I mean, they can't disagree with anybody on anything. And like they've just narrowed their association so much that they've become maniacs. They become radical. I've heard it put this way before. They become very inbred in their doctrine. And you know, when you have inbreeding, you start getting a lot of birth defects. And when you live in a world where you're only around people and you only ever listen to people that are exactly like you, you end up having inbreeding in your doctrine where you start producing these super weird doctrines that nobody's ever preached before. That's just weird stuff. And man, I'm not interested in that. You know, I, I think that's crazy stuff, but people like that. They like that echo chamber and it's easier to find that today than ever before. There was a day where if you were a weirdo and you were a goofball, you felt very alone. And so you were kind of forced by society to become normal. Now you can stay as crazy as you want, thanks to the Internet. And so making weird people, making it impossible for weird people to have friends. But look what it says in 1 Kings 22 and verse 5. It says, And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Let's find out if this is a battle we ought to be fighting. Let's inquire of the Lord. That's smart. That's wise. Says then the king of Israel, who's evil, by the way, gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, Shall I go up against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the kings. Now, this is pretty good. I mean, a multitude of counselors are safety, right? 400, you know, prophets that he talks to. That sounds pretty good, right? And all 400 prophets are saying, Go ahead and do this. But Jehoshaphat, he's not an idiot, okay? And, and we don't know everything that was going on, but I think it was clear from Jehoshaphat that these guys were just telling the king what he wanted to hear. And we all know, we, we've all seen that type of thing before, that there's people out there that they are going to respond in a, to, you know, in favor of whoever is paying them. Okay? All these people that the news media is interviewing all the time, you want to find out what they really believe or, you know, who, who's, uh, what's making them say the things they say. Find out who's paying these people. And then you'll know why they're saying the things that they're saying. You know, if all of a sudden next week you hear me preach a sermon promoting, you know, the COVID vaccine or something like that, check my bank account and see if I got like a big deposit from Pfizer. There's, pro there's probably a reason. You know, they're, they're getting a paycheck. And, and you know, and the truth is, those of us who get a regular dose of truth and have the spirit, we see through this stuff all the time. Now, our world doesn't. Our, our world doesn't notice this. But Jehoshaphat, you know, he, he was not doing good in this situation here, but he was a good king for the most part. So he's seeing what's going on, and he sees through this. And so he says um, in verse 7, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we may inquire of him? He knew these weren't prophets of God. It's like you have one prophet of the Lord. He's the one that will give us the answer. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we inquired of the Lord, but I hate him. For he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat, let not the king say so. So he's like, this guy never says good things about me. Yes, because you're evil. And because he's telling the truth. And God is against you. So 
this guy. But notice that this king here, he has no desire to hear the truth. He only has the desire to hear what he wants to hear. And we're seeing that type of thing go on today. You know, in the government, like all these people that they'll let come and testify, it's all people, they're all handpicked. They all know what they're going to say before they get up there. And they only allow people to talk that are going to say things that they want to hear. That's all they want. They're not, they're not, I mean, do we really think these senators that are, you know, questioning these people, do we really think they're trying to get to the bottom of the truth or are they trying to protect an agenda? We all know better than this, but some people fall for this stuff. So it says in verse 10, And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, The king of Judah sat each on his throne, having put on their robes and avoid place in the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied before them. And Zedekiah, the son of Chanana, made him horns of iron. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, With thee shalt thou push the Syrians until thou have consumed them. Notice this prophet here is supposedly speaking in the name of the Lord. And a lot of false prophets do that. They'll say, thus saith the Lord. But yeah, God hates it when people steal God's words and say, uh, they say that he saith something when he didn't. And said, and all the prophets prophesied so saying, go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper for the Lord shall deliver it into the king's hand. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake unto him saying, behold now the words of the prophets declare good words unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them and speak that which is good. So notice when they give him an opportunity to speak, notice they told him what he had to speak. This is what you have to say if you're going to, if you're going to speak. And that's what they do on the news media today. That's what they're doing in Congress today. And what do they do when somebody actually does go and speak against the narrative, you know, like if it's a doctor, you know what? They lose their medical license, don't they? They take, they basically, they try to take away their right to speak. What are we seeing today? We're seeing, you know, the censorship going on on the internet. We're seeing YouTube channels get deleted. I mean, videos constantly being given strikes and blocked. And, you know, we see Twitter censoring people. Why are they doing all these things? They're telling us what we're allowed to say. This is what you need to speak. And you know what? Most people go along with that. Where were all the people in this kingdom there saying, wait a minute, you know, why can't we listen to what this guy has to say? I mean, okay, we've got 400 prophets here all saying one thing. Why can't we listen to the other guy? You know what? They just can't hearing, stand hearing that one voice. And you think about people who believe like we do today. We are few and far between, aren't we? We don't have a real loud voice. I mean, look at all the attention that I got, you know, a year ago from the homo crowd by people with, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers. They're worried about a guy with, you know, 4,000 subscribers, what he's saying. Why, Why are you so worried about that? You've got the news media on your side. You've got the government on your side. You've got the school system on your side. And here we've got, you know, just a few lone voices out there, you know, in their small churches on YouTube, speaking opposite, and everybody's losing their mind. You know why? Because these people want to be deceived, and they know we're speaking the truth, and they know that truth has a tendency to get out and has that uh, tendency to have an impact on people. So they're trying to silence that truth today. And, folks, our world does not want to hear the truth. 
You know why we've got censorship going on in our country? Because our country wants it. Our people in our country are fine with that. You know, they're not boycotting these companies that are doing these things. They're not all, you know, uh, canceling their subscriptions to cable. They're not all deleting their accounts on all these things. They're continuing to use them, and so they continue to promote this stuff. And we're not going to read the rest of the story, but uh, you all know how this story goes with Mackay. He ends up telling the truth, and they come and they smite him in the mouth. You know, how dare you say that even though they asked him to? But the truth is, they weren't really asking. They wanted somebody to come along and just tell them what they wanted to hear. They wanted somebody to come along and just echo what everybody else was saying. And if that's the world that you want to live in, you are going to be open to deception. You're going to be somebody. And you know how many people today, they just, even sitting in churches today, they get uncomfortable when their pastor starts saying controversial things. You know, they, they get uncomfortable with it. They don't like it. You know what they do? They end up going to the deacon board and tell them, hey, you know, I don't know if the pastor should be doing this. So they go to the, uh, I don't know what all the things are in the different denominations, but they, I mean, church members have gotten their pastors fired by going to the higher ups before because he was just preaching too much truth. They just, they couldn't handle it. They didn't want to hear it. You know why? Because they want to be comfortable. And uh, when J. Frank Norris, when he took the, First Baptist Church in Fort Worth, uh, when they voted on him being pastor, they had, I believe there was only one person that voted against him becoming a pastor. And the, uh, the, the one dissenting voter, he wrote a note basically saying, I'm willing to go along with what the church has decided. I will support the pastor, but I warn you. And this is what he said. He said, if we, high, if, if we have this man come to be our pastor, I don't remember how he put it exactly, but basically we're going to have a war on our hands. And this is what he said. He said, we are at peace with the world and the flesh and the devil. And if we, that's exactly what he said. And if we have this man as our pastor, that peace is over. I'm warning you. And it's like, and you know what? That's most people in churches today. The last thing they want is the pastor stirring up any controversy. The last thing they want is, you know, a, a negative video out there about him on YouTube or a negative newspaper ad. Or I mean, some pastors, they're scared to death of being in the news because they lose half their church if that happened. And you know what? Most churches are like that. They're scared to death that they don't want anybody rocking the boat. And they they feel better when their pastor just gets up and says what everybody else is saying. But you know what? We need men of God that are willing to get up and say, you know what? I don't care what everybody else is saying. I'm going to speak the truth. I can, I, I, all I can do is speak what the Lord has told me to speak. And that's what this prophet said. But unfortunately today, most people aren't like that. And you know what? If that's how you are, you're going to be deceived. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be so deceived. You're going to be so open to deception. You're going to think CNN tells the truth. You're going to think that they have your best interest. In mind, you're going to think that these politicians, when they're giving us all this money, that they're doing it just out of love for us and because they care about all the challenges that we've gone through with COVID. Some of, some people think that. When you all get your Trump bucks, some of you get a, you get a warm, fuzzy feeling and think, man, President Trump loves us so much. It's like they are they're killing us with this. You know, your grandkids are going to have to pay that money back. 
You know, that, that, this is, this is not, this type of thing is not good for our country, but you'll think it is. And you know what? A lot of people out there, they're still mad that they're only getting the 600 or 800 and not getting the 2000. You know, how dare them Republicans block the 2000? Well, you know what? How come the Republicans just didn't give us 5000? I mean, why not 10,000? I mean, apparently money's no object. I mean, if we're able to give millions of dollars to Pakistan for gender studies, I mean, obviously they can give thousands of dollars to us, right? You know, and and I'm not you know ready to give everybody an economics lesson and a civics lesson right now, but you know, if you think they're able to do that, you know, I really wish you weren't allowed to vote because you're not real smart and you're you're going to be voting voting for the Ocasio Cortezes uh, to come in. You know, that, that's what you're going to do. But the thing is, most people, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear why that's bad. All they hear in their mind is free money. Don't tell me that it's not anything but just free money. They're, and what's going on? They're being deceived. And so we've got to learn to ignore what these masses are saying and rely on the Word of God. It says in 2 Corinthians 11:13, it says, For such are false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Folks, the end is not going to be bad. It's not going to be good for those who are deceived. Now, now those who are deceived, they will be happy in their deception. But deception leads to a terrible place. And that's what you've got to realize. And right now, I would make everybody feel a lot better if I just echoed the Fox News narrative or the CNN narrative or whatever. I'd make everybody feel a lot better about that. But the problem is they're deceiving us. And while we would all be happy and comfortable in our deception, that deception is going to lead somewhere that's not good. So it's better if we're a little uncomfortable right now. It's better off that we hear the uncomfortable truth right now than it is for us to be comfortable and be deceived. And most people today, they want to be deceived. Folks, people are so deceived today. You know, we live in a world where people will see a watermark on a wall that looks like Jesus, and they'll go worship it. I mean, look, look at the things that people go crazy over today. You know, the signs that people, the things or the things that people think are signs. It's like, do you want to be fooled? Do you want to be deceived? And you know what the answer is? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They would never admit that. They would never say that. But they are in this situation by their own choosing. They, many people, they just, you know, when they come into a church like this, it's just truth overload for them. They can't handle it. And it's just like, you just made me very uncomfortable. You just destroyed my fantasy. You just rock my world. I'm never coming back to that church. And then, you know, and you know what? And if you don't like what we're saying, uh, I can recommend several YouTube channels uh, that will tell you you're right for thinking we're terrible heretics and nut jobs and all that kind of stuff and make you feel good about yourself. There's a whole bunch of them out there. But at the end of the day, we're right. At the end of the day, we've got the truth. And we need to understand when you see these masses doing the things that they're doing, understand they are deceived. 
And there's a good reason. And the main reason, they are not hearing from God. And that's why we need to be preaching the gospel to as many people as we can. That's why we need to get our preaching out there as much as we can. We need to be telling people the truth about these things, trying to give these people a dose of reality. So hopefully they'll wake up. Hopefully people will wake up. And so don't get discouraged when you see this type of thing going on. You know, try not to get, don't, don't let it trouble you in heart. Don't let it vex you. You know what you just need to do is thank God that he has shown you the truth. Thank God that he has spoken to you and just pray to him that he doesn't stop speaking to you. Pray that he will continue revealing things to you and showing you things. That way you will not be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. I want to know the truth. And so I, I'm going to make sure I stay as close to the Word of God and around the things of God as I can. So I hope this was a help. With that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for uh, revealing the truth to us. We thank you for your Word. We thank you for those who uh, proclaim truth, for those who go out soul winning and then preach the gospel to others. Dear Lord, we just we thank you for them. We pray you'll help us to just do our part in sharing the truth of your Word. And uh, Lord, also just showing people uh, just the truth of things that are going on in this world today. And I pray that uh, we'll just ex- uh, learn to accept reality and not try to hide from it. In your name we pray. Amen.